1: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
0: (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions
1: apply. See website for details.
2: You're listening to the Out of Bounds Show podcast, powered by Tito's Handmade Vodka. Try a Tito's Handmade Margarita today.
1: Press the button, my friend. The Out of Bounds is live Ah! from the Whiskey 61 Lounge in the Bank Plus Studio. Check, check, check it out.
3: Oh, goodness. What a wild show today. Out of bounds, out of bounds. 105 down the zone ESPN. Streaming live on the Out of Bounds radio app and brought to you by the Ram Trucks, Jeep Grand Cherokees, and Jeep Wranglers at Mack Hike and Flowood. Mackhikeflowood.com. Mackhikeflowood.com for your next vehicle. They've got a great selection and loaded up with inventory, by the way. Um, the show is also presented by uh, Corner Market, the official grocery store, the out-of-bounds show with over 20 locations. Load up your fridge and refrigerator with all the premium meats and fresh produce and crap beer from Corner Market grocery stores in the state of Mississippi. Um, we want to welcome in the uh, spreadsheet extraordinaire. He is uh, Dave Bartu. College Football Matrix. He joins us on the Corona Premier Guest Line. What's up, Wild Man?
2: How are you? Dude! Bo Jackson. Bo and Luke Duke. Bo Bounds. How's it going, Brother Bo?
3: I'm doing great, man. I'm I'm excited to hear from you again. And uh, you've been a busy bee. What about all these hires in college football?
2: What a zoo. <laughs> what an absolute zoo. I mean, it is... Uh, this is really the first time I've been behind the curtain. Actually, I think it's the first time anybody's been behind the curtain as a search firm for a for a head coach, right? I mean, nobody's ever I – mean, we, we, we know about search firms helping out athletic directors for a head coach, but head coach always makes the hires until this year. And to basically play GM for an entire staff was – Dude, it was amazing. I mean, when you got your number one guy on, imagine a head coach. Imagine, like, Mike Leach going, okay, Bo, you'll get my guys, all 10 of them. And you're looking at the number one guy on the board for a position, and you make a call, and you make another call, and you finally get his number, and you call him, and you're like, he's going to say no, and he says, oh, I'm totally interested. It was a rush, absolute, unbelievable rush trying to recruit these guys. I, I haven't had more fun in college football than I I mean, it's been a long time since I've been this jacked up about doing stuff for college football.
3: That's pretty cool, man. Uh, actually, that's that's really cool. It will be interesting to see how many adopt this approach and uh, strategy over the next three, four, five years because it's remarkable that coaches don't know how to hire their staff and don't really know, you know, they don't really have – an idea, they just go and hire their friends, but all right, let's, let's start with, do you want to start with LSU as far as court coordinators and what, so Brian Kelly, for our listeners, you, you recognize and, um, respect what Brian Kelly did at Notre Dame. I think that's a tougher job than people think. Um, but you're not super. Excited about what he just did as far as his O C D C pairing. So, Bartu, what do you think?
2: Yeah, well, let's let's maybe reset how we got here, right? How how we rank these things, okay? You know, just just for the listeners. Um, you know, it, I know I've been on the show what a couple hundred times now. Yeah, but um, over the over the last four or five years, um, we have been uh, accumulating coaching data. And our database has over 6,000 coaches in it right now, all graded. Okay. And we grade by performance and we, you know, we have separate grades for recruiting. Um, and so when I talk about the grades, like, you know, we're about to with LSU, uh, this is looking at all coaches that have coached since 2009. Um, so th- this is, this is looking at, you know, 6,000 different guys. Um, so when we look at LSU, and, and they finally got their staff done on the 18th uh, of January um, right now we in terms of completed power five staffs we have LSU graded new staff so we have LSU graded as third um, but this offensive and defensive coordinator pairing um, is is below their their total coach average uh, so so this we see it as a very weak pairing for the LSU brand, uh, the money that they have, the guys they could have targeted. Uh, we feel that uh, this was under their level and um, was a bit surprised uh, in terms of the guys that uh, that he went after, you know, because recently he's been really aggressive uh, with young, promising future stars. You know, he, he went with Reese. Which yeah. you know, at Notre Dame and Jerry, Jerry's still out on that because he's starting to feel a little negative progression right now. He's only got a couple years. Uh, a lot of people are really high on Reese. Uh, I, I'd caution with that one. Uh, you know, he brought in Marcus Freeman, who obviously ran a good defense, has been a really good emotional leader because basically the whole roster went to the AD and said we want him as head coach. And I'm not talking like part of the roster. I'm like talking like. 70 guys went to the athletic director uh, and literally changed his mind as he was about to start the search. It wasn't going to be Marcus Freeman until all the guys went to the athletic director. There was that much pressure there behind the scenes. So um, now, you know, at, at, at LSU, he went and got the offensive coordinator from Cincinnati, which, you know something before he got to Cincinnati, he was pretty average. And you look at Cincinnati's numbers, and they have been awesome. And I'm really concerned that Brian Kelly, with the hire of his new offensive coordinator from Cincinnati, I'm, I'm a little bit concerned about the Herbert syndrome. And the Herbert syndrome is when you've got a really good quarterback that makes the offensive coordinator look really good when otherwise he hasn't been, and everybody thinks he's a good offensive coordinator. So I'm putting my asterisks on the LSU offensive coordinator in that don't get too excited over your skis because he may have had, and look, his numbers at Cincinnati were fantastic. I mean, fan-freaking-tastic the last couple of years. Um, But don't get too far over your skis on it because it it may all have been Desmond Ritter or Ryder or whatever I even pronounce his name. Right. and then on the defensive coordinator side with with house it's just average and meh. you know it's like it was just okay we're gonna have a big bag of average defensive coordinators and let's pull a name out of the bag and see how it goes um so not it wasn't really what i expected brian kelly to be aggressively uh in hiring an offensive and defensive coordinator at lsu but the rest of the guys on the staff They all grade out better than the offensive and defensive coordinator. But if I had a choice, I'd go the other way around and get me a really good OCDC and fill in the rest of the staff rather than the other way around. Because uh, it's kind of the same thing at Arkansas State right now. I got a great support staff, terrible OCDC.
3: Okay. So LSU you don't like. Right now you would give that OCDC pairing what grade?
2: Um, We'd give it a B-grade right now. Okay. Uh, you know, c- consider considering the brand, the money, the guys targeted. Uh, we just feel it's below where they could have been. It's it still has the potential to be solid, especially if the offensive co- if the offensive coordinator puts up numbers at LSU like he did at Cincinnati. Okay, I'm yeah. totally wrong. Okay, right. totally whiffed. All right, those numbers are gonna those would be fantastic, just crushing killer numbers. Um, but I'm just cautioning against it right now. I think it's a little bit of a risk.
3: Dave Bartu on the Out of Bounds show and the uh, Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line. Okay, what about, let's go to Ole Miss. Lane Train mm-hmm. promotes, right, he loses Durkin to A&M and promotes Chris Partridge, who's never been a defensive coordinator to D.C. Your thoughts?
2: Right. Right. So can we really grade it? Right. I mean, is it fair to, I hate, I really don't like when people start throwing grades at guys that have never called a play. You know, in, in our system, we just call those 50 percenters. We just give them a C grade. They're put right in the middle and we just see which way they go, because we're not going to know if this is going to be good or bad for the next three years. You know, even if he has a rock star year, it doesn't mean he won't regress. Even if he has a poor year, it doesn't mean he can't improve. Um, now in terms of the process, this is 100% on lane, right? I mean, there's no data on the guy and it's, and it's not just lane. It's anybody who hires somebody with zero data on that position. This is all lane saying, this is the best guy available for this situation. We can't go out and hire a better guy. I'm going with this guy because emotionally ability wise, he can get it done. So, if this works out great, all the credit to Lane. If it works out bad, all the credit to Lane. But from a grade standpoint, I really wouldn't grade it. I would just say, let's see how this plays out and try not to be too, too emotional about it. But then, since we're talking SEC, he went to AM, right? Durkin went to AM. That's a pretty big downgrade from Elko to Durkin. Okay. Uh, with with the amount of money that a m threw at recruits to get a number one class that everybody's been talking about you'd think they'd spend a little bit more money to get a higher grade defensive coordinator and they were there okay <laughs> i can tell you right now there were better guys available than durkin that would have taken the same money to go to a m so i think the hire of durkin while solid is weak for the brand, and a big downgrade from Elko, who is, in, in my opinion, one of the top defensive coordinators, uh, you know, the last 10 years
1: The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch-ch-chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: All right. Yeah, because somebody, we don't, I don't know this. You may, but I'm just throwing out a guy. Derek Mason just left Auburn mm-hmm. to go to Oklahoma State. Okay. Auburn's a better program. Uh, Oklahoma State's mm-hmm. a good program. Uh, but man, you know, you kind of ask that question. Well, if Mason was willing to look around, uh, that would have been a much better hire for Jimbo Fisher than Durkin, right?
2: You would think right now with, with Mason, um, the, the concern is the kind of defense he runs. Okay. A lot of, a lot of the big time head coaches really want that four man front that's that's what they see wins national titles, that's what they see he gets the big boy recruits. Uh, Mason doesn't necessarily do that. It's just his is more of a hybrid uh, so that that scares off some guys and talking to them. Uh, but you look at uh, Mason's history, his career, his numbers, uh, you know top five defensive coordinator in the country. I think Oklahoma State upgraded Oklahoma State upgraded their defensive coordinator position. I know. Jim had a top 10 defense this year, but see how long it took him to get there? His progression is painstakingly slow. Mm. Derek Mason's had a better career. He's had higher numbers before. His lows are better than Jim's lows. So I think Oklahoma State upgrade. If AM had grabbed Derek Mason, I'd have loved it. You see what? Dude, you saw what he did to Auburn. That was that was eighty fifth in scoring efficiency two years ago. This year it was twenty first.
3: He did a great job, man. And then
2: and then he then he walks away. Oh my gosh. Wouldn't you love to be inside the buildings at Auburn? That place must be a five alarm fire right now. Holy moly, I would love to be a fly on a wall there. But I agree with you. Um A and a- a- M, like I said, the options and, and Mason going to Oklahoma State. Now the big reason I think he went to Oklahoma State is he was a head coach, he wants to be a head coach, and he thinks that's the easiest path. He didn't, he was thinking, look, I'm not getting there at Auburn. You know, he just saw four defensive coordinators get hired all over the country, and I guarantee you, he's going, that should have been me. I can do that, I'm a better right. defensive coordinator than some of those guys, right? And he goes, I'm buried in Auburn, I gotta get out of here, I'm gonna go to Oklahoma State, they got a great defense, all I gotta do is maintain it, and I'm gonna be a head coach sooner rather than later at Oklahoma State. I don't really necessarily think that's the best choice. I'd rather start at a more talented program, um, but I think that's really the main reason, or one of them, for him going. Always keep in mind, you, listeners, everybody, once they taste that head coach, they always want to be the head coach, even like Will Muschamp. I guarantee you, he is towing the line with the hope of becoming a head coach again. Even though we're all going, Dude, nobody's going to hire you. He believes he should be hired, and he wants to be – he wants that rush. You know, it's the same thing with unit coaches. You take away the headset, they do everything they can to be one of those 10 guys with a headset. It's just the way it works.
3: Dave Bartu talking uh, coaching hires on the Out of Bounds show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, brought to you by Dallas Body Shop. So you mentioned um, Auburn. What kind of dumpster mm-hmm. fire is this? So Bobo is Mike Bobo is now an analyst for Kirby smart at Georgia after Lee, after they couldn't get it going. And then they hire Austin Davis from the Seattle Seahawks. I guess he played here at Southern miss was a great player. He stayed for about right, five but- minutes and then he's gone bar two. What do you make of that?
2: I, I, I don't know. That's why I'm calling it. it just, I just, I can't believe it. I mean, it's inex, I mean, think about this, man. I mean, when is the last time, and, 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 and this may be, this may be, you know, nerd research central for everybody listening. When is, I can't even think of the situation where a offensive and a defensive coordinator coordinator not just got fired, okay, voluntarily resigned within a month of each other voluntarily resign meaning they 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 gave their contract back they didn't collect a check they resigned and not and not just from you know south alabama or florida a and or or anything like that they resigned from auburn multi-million dollar contracts. That right. they pushed across the table within a month and said I don't like it here. It's got to be unprecedented, which means goodness gracious knows what's going on inside. But you've always told me that Auburn is SEC speak is one of the biggest booster turmoil programs in the country to begin with. Yes. You know, and and that was before the last 60 days. I mean, (laughs) like I said, wouldn't it be fun if we had an out-of-bounds show microphone inside that building right
3: now? Oh, my God. Now what's he going to do? And, and he promoted from within to replace Derek Mason. Um,
2: We're right. He took his buddy, right? There's a buddy hire. He brought his defensive coordinator.
3: I love when Boise you State, talk so. about buddy hires.
2: I just right, love it. Right, right. <laughs> Oh, dude, the best, 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 best buddy available, not best available.
0: (laughs) I saw you tweeting
3: about that. And you, I think I literally fell out of my chair yesterday, the day before when you threw that out there, not best buddy available, Uh, not best coach. Well,
2: you, 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 you gotta, well, you gotta understand sometimes though. Okay. I'll, and I can, I'll tell you a story about my coaching search. Okay. Is, and I think this is kind of cool um because i've never heard anybody talk about it this way Uh, and i was able to experience so i think it's important um so right now national signing day is december right and then you have this you have this this other rush to pick up all the guys in the portal between december and today and so when you're a new hire so when you come in in december you're behind the eight ball right i mean you got you got you you got 10 guys to hire you have the staff to build and you need to recruit Okay. You need to recruit your butt off because chances are the guy you replaced hadn't been recruiting the last 30, 60, 90 days. All right. So if you're a new head coach facing a situation where you need to go recruit and you need to hire and interview 10 guys, you got to find 10 guys. What are you most likely to do, Bo? You're going to go with your buddies that you can pick up one phone call and go, get down here. Bo, get down here quick. Right. right?
3: Get on the road. Get on the road. You know, because as you've discussed, right? there's so much panic around December 1. 1- when you get new head coaches in, or or you lose a coach and you're a sitting head coach, you're like, "Oh my god, I gotta, I gotta get somebody down in in the South Alabama, Florida Panhandle right now, right?" Because we've already been recruiting guys down there, right?
2: Right, and so and who do I know that does that? Boom, pick up the phone, exactly. Like, Blake, get yep. down here, yeah. Boom, get down here, Dave, get down. Okay, and what happens is you build a quick staff, and then it sucks. But the, but you got to recruit quickly, okay. So my job, when I got to do all of this, the head coach got to spend 95% of his time recruiting because the entire time he was recruiting, I was selecting the guys. I was making the phone calls. I was setting up the interviews. I was recruiting the guys. So rather than spending half of his December interview on a hundred interviews, trying to find the guys and settle for a average or substandard staff. I was basically the eyes and ears of the coaching search for the head coach. He was, he was working twice as hard doing the same amount of work. Mm -hmm. And, and so he was able to get recruiting caught up while I was able to build the entire staff did 20, he did 27 interviews and completed the staff and it's going to be the highest graded staff. In the g5 this this offseason so Uh, uh, that that's that's cool
3: that's and you know what right that's smart that's efficient that's you know
2: right exactly it is smart it is efficient but uh, but i'm trying to let the listeners know that when you see these guys trying to slam these staffs together in december keep in mind they don't know everybody they don't have time to track down everybody I mean, it takes me days sometimes to find a phone number, you know? I mean, heck, you know, one of the guys I wanted to get a hold of for one of my clients just to see if he was interested, right? You wanted – because some guys used to go, look, i got to make that phone call. He's available. i got to make the phone call and get a no. Do you know how long it took me to get Dan Mullen's correct phone number? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I had guys give me a number, and it wasn't even the right one. It took me three phone numbers to get actually get the right, <laughs> the right hotline to Dan to get a no. But imagine, imagine if you're a head coach trying to find him. You're like, hey, I want to get a hold of him, but I can't. Right. I don't have time, and then you forget about it. Well, and then and you're then calling, you
3: you're calling a 17 year old every two seconds. I mean, you know, and and yeah, it's a
2: oh yeah. Uh,
3: yeah. And you're I mean, on a I'm plane, and you're in a car, and you're in a high school, and <laughs> good, yeah. Uh, all right, Florida. Oh, do you want to talk hot. about uh, how much time? Ooh, we only got about a minute and a half. Can you do a minute and a half, two minutes on, on Gonza- on Billy Gonzalez's staff? Because it sounds like you're uh, not Billy Gonzalez on uh, what, what the hell? That's right, huh? Napier, Billy Napier. Um, <laughs> God bless <laughs> Billy. Billy Gonzalez is definitely uh, not a head, a power five head coach. All right, let's back up real quick. This, Billy Napier show
2: brought to you by Four Roses Bourbon. God, I'm it's not haven't even had
3: anything to drink yet, but I may just go ahead and do that. Hey, tell me about Napier's staff.
2: Uh number number one graded staff, and it's gonna be that way. It's gonna be that way. We got him at seventy four point five. It's an absolute uh monster staff, starting with Napier. I mean Napier's grade is eighty five point two. Uh he was absolutely the best guy on the board for the Gators uh at the time of the hire. Uh there was nobody better and the the staff that he has put together um is the number one graded staff in the power five this year it is it is beautiful even the analysts he pulled that stinker pulled in a rock star special teams coach is a bloody analyst um he built it well uh, perfect you know the two offensive line coaches I'm not so sure about that one, but he has superstars everywhere. Uh, Weakest position, probably linebacker coach. Uh, But overall, um, if I'm Scott Strickland, there is no way he could be happier. It's almost impossible because this is a great top 10 staff in the country right now.
3: Wow. Top 10 staff in the country in Gainesville, Florida. That's Dave Bartu. He's been great on Twitter lately. The buddy hires uh, t- uh, tweet was phenomenal. He's uh, at CFB Matrix. And then you can, from there, you can see all the other stuff he's doing. bar two, be good, buddy. See you, dude. Thanks for having me on, buddy. We appreciate it. Great interview with Bar2 on the Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line. And the show is brought to you by Edwin Watts Golf Shop on County Line Road. How about this? Edwin Watts Golf Shop is doing a tailor made. Driver fitting tomorrow from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. at Evelyn White's Golf Shop on County Line Road. See you tomorrow.
0: Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office.